All right, everybody, welcome. This is uh, an Illenials podcast uh, bonus episode, shortest episode, bonus episode, bonus episode. It's going to be a, a, a shorter one because we're talking about just one topic in depth, and it's one that's very popular to our listeners, and that is Star yes, Wars. Star Wars, specifically the Last Jedi. Yeah, they uh, Star Wars. They released a. Oh, by the way, I'm senior executive host Seth, and I'm Smith. And so the new Star Wars movie just came out, or it came out a couple weeks ago, and it is, uh, it's a little divisive. It's called Star Wars The Last Jedi. Look, I'm very divided because they called the eighth Star Wars movie Star Wars Episode Seven, so I'm a little bit confused on that. I'm still, I'm still not over that little issue from way back in the day. What are you talking about? about? Two years ago. The eighth Star Wars movie, they called it Episode Seven for some reason. I don't know why they would do that. How is it the eight? I'm so confused right now. I guess I'm dumb. There's a movie called The Clone Wars, in case you don't remember. Uh, early aughts. What, the animated one? Yeah. But it's not It's not episodic. Oh, wait. I f- I'm forgetting also about the Ewok movie. So really, it was like the ninth. This is like the 10th Star Wars movie, to be honest. I don't like this bit. <laughs> At some um, point. But it's true, though. Th- th- so... What about the Christmas special? So The Last Jedi, um, I liked it. Uh-huh. What did you think? I, I liked it. That was, that was good. Yeah. That and it's, good. uh, yeah, we both liked it. And I guess we can both see why it's such a divisive movie. Yeah. But I do think that some of the criticisms people are laying on it are not only a little too harsh, but also maybe not super valid. But we can get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, over, but overall thoughts about the movie, I thought they did some really cool stuff. They really, they really let Ryan Johnson do stuff I didn't really think they'd let him do. They they did some new stuff with the. Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie, spoilers. Oh we're, yeah, we're gonna spoil. Lots the movie. of spoilers for this movie. Um, let me stuff with the Force. One of the most noticeable things for me was when we all thought Leia was dead. You know, she was mm. floating around in space and she just flies back to the ship, and I was like, wow, I didn't. I thought they just because Carrie Fisher's dead. I thought that's what that was going to be the end of the character. It was going to be some kind of cool, dramatic, you know, scene or whatever. But no. And also, another spoiler: they don't kill Leia in this movie. No, they don't. In fact, Mark they kill Luke. Yeah. So the two people from the original cast who are still alive, or the the main three of the original cast who are still alive, are both dead in the movies, mm-hmm. and the one who's actually dead is still alive in the movie. I will not stand for this disparagement of Lando Calrissian and Billy D. Williams as you've left him I'm out. The main three, because he wasn't in all three of them. Okay, you fair know, enough. he's you know. But the, hold on now, Luke Skywalker is dead, but we all know how he's gonna be a force. Yeah, he can be a force for course. sure. But it is a really weird decision, and I do wonder since J.J. Abrams is now confirmed to do the ninth one again, Ugh. I do wonder what they're gonna, how they're gonna explain away. The only thing I can think of is that the ninth one is gonna be a big time skip. Yeah. Also, you talk. I've, I've been talking. You've been talking a lot. Um. See, I liked the movie, and I liked the parts that were Ryan Johnson. See, my the way I think about the movie is that there is a a skeleton of the movie Ryan Johnson wanted to make. And then on top of that, it's loaded down with the fat of what Disney needed to have in the movie for themselves. And like you said, they let Ryan Johnson do some interesting stuff, but then you can you can obviously see the parts where they just take they take control and yank it away from interesting. And let's go back to safe. Let's go back to what everyone is familiar with, which is Rebels versus Empire. We gotta have this dichotomy. We can't go and explore new things. Um, I mean, they're giving his own trilogy, which is yeah. interesting. Yes, I'm very um, excited for. Yeah, but like I said, the movie overall was enjoyable. Um, and I, I mean, I thought I thought yeah. it was a good film. A little long for my tastes. Yeah, getting um, up there. If we're gonna talk about reasons it's long, 
um, sadly, um, Canto Bight was a very interesting um, setting we hadn't mm. really seen before in Star Wars, something totally new, but it also didn't really add much to the movie, sadly, and it, 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 they kind of got lost in it, and it, that could have really trimmed some of the fat off the length of this movie. I've come around on Canto Bight from where I first started out at, in that it is absolutely vital to the message of the film. It does have some overlong parts, like the chase scene that happened on, on the backs of those weird alien yes. monsters. That that probably wasn't necessary. But overall, the things that occur in Canto Bite are actually super important to the narrative structure of the movie and are needed, but it, you could have trimmed out some of the fat there of, of, of sequences that weren't needed, mm-hmm. uh, which were mostly played like... There was that weird moment when they're they're running through the casino on the alien monsters and that weird like six titty alien like screams and yeah. John, there's a shot of John Boyega looking back at it. Yeah, I don't really. That was just like yeah, some things were a little much in that area, but it was definitely like we can talk about it for a second. The new Canto Bite was a cool new setting. Yeah, and you know we had never we've never really seen like the real rich elite of Star. Wars. We've seen like the the you know Congress and all that kind of stuff. We haven't really seen like just the straight up rich people who get yeah. to live the life. And it was cool, and there was even that one scene where, what's the name, what's Benicio Del Toro's character's name? DJ. Yeah, DJ explains to them that, you know, the bad guys and the good guys are all getting their weapons from the same place, and these are the guys who are profiting from it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the Spirit of the Illuminals podcast is. You yeah, know? it is. It? Rose is for sure the most leftist character yeah, she's woke. in the movie. Like, she's woke as hell. Uh, I get, I also, I'm going to say this, it's going to be very controversial for people, but... Um, uh, Kylo Ren is also a very leftist character, but he is he is a propagandized version that the uh, that that people people would make to like demonize people that, that believe in a uh, in leftist type stuff. Um, I, I don't think he's a particularly good portrayal of it, but he is he is definitely an attempt at showing it to be a bad thing. Yeah. But Rose is more is more of a uh, people hate on Rose a lot. Like, did you see that she's getting a lot of like a, like racist hate, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Because existing in this movie as a, as an Asian person is gonna be difficult. But like, people were saying she was a dumb character and was useless. And I was like, no, Rose has important things to say. Yeah. About the the the, the status of uh, of inequality in in the galaxy and how yeah. it affects people. And so yeah, I thought that was uh, that her character is totally necessary. Yeah, she adds a real heart to the movie. I think a lot of times in star wars especially you know characters like you know finn starts out as just any other imperial soldier and he or first order soldier and he becomes something better overall ray starts out as just some random ass you know girl on a planet now she's one of those powerful force users in the in the galaxy it's all about starting out kind of small and becoming something bigger I i think rose is just another iteration of that she was she was the working class regular engineer who's working for the resistance wants to Wants to create a better world for everybody, but, you know, just wants to live out her every day and just do the work she knows how to do. Mm-hmm. But she also has good ideas, and now she's rising up and becoming a little more important in the series as well. Yeah. I think she's just another iteration of that kind of character. As for someone who's not important in the series, and thank God, is Supreme Leader Snoke. Yes. Who gets murked in this film in... Probably the biggest twist of the movie is them killing off Snoke because I was so prepared for them to do the whole Emperor thing again. We're going to have to do another series with a mysterious central evil figure who's pulling the strings. But no, they just fucking kill him right there. Don't explain shit about him. He's done and we're we're on to the true, actually compelling bad guy, Kylo Ren. Yeah, because one of the big complaints that I think actually are very valid about The Force Awakens is... Who is this Snoke guy? Why is he so important? Is he really this badass? Why does everyone fear him? 
And what Ryan Johnson did in this one was say, there is no, he's, we're just, he's just going to get killed off and we're going to reveal that the real bad guy is Kylo Ren and who is also the most compelling character of the new series so Mm -hmm. far, by far. Um, And I'm glad that it's it's a great move on their part to really shift the focus of the big bad being Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, because Snoke was nothing to me in the first movie. He was, I mean, they gave him a little bit more in this movie, but still not enough to be a true... Like, people always say, oh, the, the Emperor had no development in the original Star Wars movies. That may be true, yeah. but why so then they made three re- more. Right, yeah. Let's not repeat the same things that happened in the past, yeah. though. And here, like, again, Kylo Ren's whole mantra is, uh, let the past die. And he does forcibly kill uh, kill Snoke, and thus get rid of that parallel back to the old series. And we, we just get, we get down to what everyone really wants to see, which is Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley fucking going at it, right? Like, that... That lightsaber fight where they, they teamed up to help there, each other. I just want to let you know there's a lot of connotations to what you just said. So maybe Oh, the weird like sexual tension between the two characters. I'm just saying when you said they're fucking talking? going at it, that's there's okay. a lot of words that right. mean sex in Sorry, there. Yeah. So uh, which is a thing that Ryan Johnson was into as an idea, apparently. Nice. A lot nice. of fans disagree with that. I don't personally care. They had a really yeah. cool lightsaber fight against those those finally, finally guys in red do something in these movies. Yeah. There's been like they've been in like four movies and have done shit all and finally we get to see them do a thing. And it's 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 the best lightsaber yeah, fight awesome. in, in the movie. Like, really awesome sequence. It um, was great. But speaking of Star Wars, this movie being a leftist propaganda, mm. we all know that The Force Awakens killed white people. White people are dead now. <laughs> and now this one is doing something even worse. It killed men. Yeah. Because the first one, there's a black stormtrooper, so no more need for white people anymore. No. And now in this one, women are in charge of things. Uh-huh. And men don't like it, apparently. Well, think about this, though. We've only ever seen two stormtroopers, I think, in the entire series take off their helmets. And yep. that is Finn, who's a black dude. And now we've seen Phasma's face, and she's a white woman yep. on her helmet. So what that tells me is that all stormtroopers are black men and white women now. Yes. That's, all they're, uh, that's all they are. Yes. There's no possibility for other things. But yeah, you've got like... You've got, like, Laura Dern, who's fantastic. Yeah, has probably made the best scene in the movie. Admiral Holdo, who got a lot of hate on the internet, obviously, for... We don't even have to talk about the reasons why. We all know the reasons why she got yeah. a lot of hate. But she does have the best scene in the movie, which is her going into hyperspace, kamikaze attack on this giant spaceship. It just destroys a lot of the First Order, and the movie goes silent. Mm. It's one of the only times we ever see a Star Wars movie actually just cut out all sound. I think it might be the only time a Star Wars movie is just cut out a all sound. A lot of new stuff happens in this movie that way. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different, like, small things that maybe if, you, if you're not just, like, if you haven't seen the movies a hundred times, you wouldn't really notice. Um, or, if not, we did. or if you're not a film nerd, you yeah. wouldn't realize this is brand but new. We did Star notice Wars. some of this stuff. Yeah. And that was new. I actually saw... Um, I saw on Instagram somebody posted that some theaters were actually putting up signs saying, there's a moment at about two hours into this movie where the sound goes out. It is not the theater messing up. It's part of the movie. Calm down. <laughs> Which really just sort of like blows my mind as to how illiterate people are when it comes to watching films if they need to have a warning that a silent portion is intentionally silent. And the thing is, it's silent for about, I mean, I don't remember, but it's, I say maximum 10 seconds, probably less. Yeah. In that time where people are already getting out of their seats and going and saying, hey, there's something wrong with this movie. And this sequence, by the way, this this little scene is gorgeous because it, it turns everything just stark black and white for a second. It looks so it's, anime. It's very Akira. It's very opening of Akira explosion uh, as this like ship punches through. And you know what I've seen since then? I've seen a lot of people. 
a lot of people who were like, well, if they could just go hyperspace and destroy big things with little things, why don't I do that all the time? To which I say, shut up, nerd. Yeah. That's not the point of the scene. The, scene, the point of the scene is a, a major character sacrifices their life to do it. That's why it has the narrative impact that it does. I don't have time to explain to you how stories work. Yeah. They are not historical documents. They are not documentaries that you are watching. They are they are they are made up fictional constructs. Yeah. Oh man. But some people treat fiction like it's real. That's a big problem with Star Especially Wars. Especially with Star Wars. You That's... see like the EU or the old EU. And one thing I I love these things. Were those books remember when when we were kids? As you see where the cross sections of like the inside of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Very cool stuff in there. I love looking at the visual drawings and all. But some people take those to be like gospel. Yeah, some people like, they'll look at those images and I'll like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's how it all works. Whatever. But then they'll take it and they'll watch one of the movies and say, well, actually, the uh, the C7X sector of the new Death, Death Star uh, should have not exploded at that point because it's actually made up. And then it's like, just shut up. Just yeah. shut up. That's, I'm fine. It's fine that you like the image and that you, you know the parts of a Death Star, but calm down. It's you, too much. You see people who are like, well, if they were accelerating through space, they ran out of fuel to continue to go forward at the same rate until they hit an object. And I'm like, you don't you understand that Star Wars, it's space is, is it's World War Two. It's the ocean. It's not yes. supposed to be a realistic depiction of outer space. I was surprised in this movie when they showed explosive decompression, to be honest. I was, that was pretty bold for Star Wars. Yeah, I think it's getting to the point where... Star Wars for so long has been marketed kind of as if it's science fiction, when in reality, Star Wars is more science fantasy. There's nothing yeah. real, there's no hard sci-fi in it, there's very little even soft sci-fi in the Star Wars movies. They are World War II fantasy movies that are made in the guise of a space and a, a galaxy a long time ago, far, far away, you know? The original combines three things that George Lucas liked the most, and that's science fiction-y type stuff, like the look of spaceships. World War II dogfights, and samurai movies. And those are the things that make up what Star Wars is. And it's like... And The Last Jedi puts all that on display. It does. There's a fucking fantastic at the end of the movie. Uh, I guess you could call it a duel between Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker, which is a very... It's like a samurai movie. It's very uh, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, in the sense that Luke can't let himself get hit because he's not actually there. Spoilers. Uh, He's an illusion. Um, So it has some really cool things he does. And it's just very much a, a samurai showdown type yeah. thing. Oh yeah, let's get into some, some of the things they did that were new in this movie. I know one mm-hmm. thing that I noticed immediately, besides the the scene where everything goes silent after Lord Ern is very badass. Um, another thing I noticed on my first watch was the montage kind of scene where when Ray is first experiencing the Force and it shows all those, like basically a montage of what's going on in the, mm-hmm. the little island they're on. That's not, nothing like that's happened in Star Wars before. Never. And... They, they didn't do as many star wipes as normal. Yeah. Um, and the, the scene where Ray is narrating over something that oh, yeah, happened. Over her, like, force vision or whatever. Which is crazy, because you're like, that happens all the time in movies, but it's never it happened in, happen star in Star Wars. Wars. It's, a, it's, a, it's a series that George Lucas had a very distinct style, and J.J. Abrams aped that style very much in Episode Seven, and then Rogue One kind of didn't really do much with that, but also didn't go against it. This is they do some whole new stuff, which was, I mean... It sounds like we're describing weird stuff that every movie does, but it's the fact that it's in Star Wars is pretty ground- groundbreaking. Yeah. You know, Episode Seven itself had that um, 
that dream sequence that Ray has when she touches the lightsaber, which there have been dream sequences before in Star mm-hmm. Wars, um, but nothing as outlined, you know, like where you're at, you actually feel like you're in a dream. With, like Luke Skywalker dreams in the original series, it's just, you know, Darth Vader comes in and kills mm-hmm. him or whatever. That's, then, that's a pretty basic dream. Anakin just has visions of the future. It's not yeah. nearly the same thing at and this, all. This one was like very, like, poetic almost and had a really interesting structure so i mean already they did try some new stuff with seven but this one just really they were like let's let's not just be star wars let's try and be something else for a little bit and it was pretty cool which is why i'm very excited that they're giving ryan johnson the trilogy yeah. out of all this hopefully because... it will be maybe maybe disney will want to touch that one less and just let him do since he, he does, it doesn't have to do with the main series it's not going to be what they're trying to push every year well, then again, with the whole Han Solo debacle, uh, who knows what they'll what they'll go and That's do. That's true. That was that was uh that was too bad because Lord Miller, are two of the best directors working right yeah. now, they're in, really funny guys and in, in movies. Mean, I, I think I think they could have done Han Solo pretty well, but I'm gonna reserve my judgment for that movie until it comes out. I saw someone describing it as they were making Space Ace Ventura. And, I mean, no offense, but I'd watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah. Like, Donald Glover fucking... Yeah, alright, cool. I do hope that uh, Lord and Miller get another chance at a Star Wars movie. But maybe maybe they just didn't want to risk Han Solo being the, that that zany movie. I mean, I'm still holding um, out for Lars von Trier getting his Star Wars movie. Give everybody a Star Wars movie. <laughs> give Lars von Trier a Star Wars movie. Give Darren Aronofsky a Star Wars movie. Uh, give Tommy Wiseau a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Damn, I mean, I mean he said the, he wants to be in Star Wars. After the critical success of uh, Mother, uh, I would much, I would love to see a Darren Aronofsky Star Wars movie. If you want to talk about a divisive movie. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get into Mother. Yeah. Uh, let's stay on Star Wars. I can talk about Mother for an hour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another thing about this, this movie that I found uh, really interesting was the, the, the structure of it sort of... Like, uh, it has, like, it, it, people talk about how in The Empire Strikes Back, there's that weird thing of, does Luke just spend, like, three days with Yoda, and that's it? That he learns to be a Jedi in three days? Like, what's the point of the old movies, that, or the prequels in that case? But this one has that kind of taken to the max, with how long does Rey actually spend on that planet with Luke Yeah, because there's no time skip. It starts immediately yeah, after right Force after. Awakens. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm never, I've never been a, a scholar of time in movies i can't i'm not really good at that unless there's some explicit details about it we do know this movie takes place over a fairly short time span because yeah. it, it kind of all relies around a chase scene it a, a, a space chase scene so it's very slow mm-hmm. um of, of when is the resistance going to run out of um fuel but so it, it does take place within a certain time frame but yeah you don't really know how much time she spends there um but yeah, I mean, anybody who cares about how long it takes to become a Jedi Master and blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I did, just, I, but the, the 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 point that I was trying to get to is that the structure of the film is such that I thought it was going to end right after they right after the duels in in the uh, in the throne room on the ship because I was like, all right, we're done here, right? Like all that stuff with the speeders on the on the salt planet was just like cut or something. Yeah. But no, it keeps going after that. And I, I mean, it's not that I, it's not that I dislike something that comes after, but it felt weird. Like we hit, it felt like Return of the King. How that movie ended like fucking sixteen times, and you yeah. kept waiting for the credits, and they never come. And here it's like, all right, we got a whole chunk of movie to go through. Yeah, now. I thought the end of it was when Haldo does her anime move, and this, yeah. I thought the movie was gonna go silent, and then the credits were gonna roll. We were gonna get all our closure for the rest of the stuff in the next movie. <laughs> um, I thought that would have been like a crazy beautiful way to end the movie. Yeah, it does go on longer, and. 
once again, it's not. I still don't think. I still am never going to say that I think it's a really bad movie. I did. Yeah. I did very much enjoy it. Um, it does go on a little bit longer than I think, and I'm still. I'm very. This is something I've heard only a few people talk about surprisingly because I think it's kind of a weird thing. I'm still very split on the very last shot of the movie. Oh God. I, I know you don't it. like it. No, I could do not. And I'm split on it. I, I like I like the idea of it, but I didn't. I don't know if it if it really fit in with the movie overall, because it, if you have if you've seen the movie, the end of it is one of the kids who are on Canto Bite. You find out, oh, he can use the force, you know, a little bit. He pulls a broom to him and he starts sweeping up, and then he sees the, the resistance ship, which I have no idea how he knows it was a resistance ship go by because it's so far away. Oh, it's a random ship. Um, and he sees it go by, and he like they gave him this the little ring, and he like flashes it, and he like holds he holds it in the kind of the, the broom, the kind of the classic Star Wars like lightsaber way. And I do understand, like, because the point of the whole movie was it's called the Last Jedi. They keep talking about how the Jedi need to end, and then eventually the whole idea is the Jedi aren't going to end because you know. They're going to be everywhere, and they're, they're actually going to probably um, multiply at this point yeah. in, in the series. And it was kind of them saying, hey, this, there's this little Force user out here on Canto Bite. You know, for all, for all we know, one day he's going to be a big Jedi. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, contrasting the whole, like, the whole idea of the title of the movie. That, that scene felt like it was 100% mandated by Disney. We have to have a scene... With this kid, where he looks up at the sky, he could be looking at the fucking McDonald's symbol for all I care yeah. at this point. Um, it was it already had a pretty good ending scene with them going off with very few people left in the resistance trying to get by. I'd be fine with that being the ending. And this whole other part just seemed. And also, let's not forget that before this, they're playing with fucking their homemade Star Wars toys, telling the story of Luke Skywalker, yeah. uh, which again just seems like a bunch of uh, 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 pap with no fucking uh, point to it. So, I don't know. I didn't really like the last, the very last part, but it, it felt like it should have been a Marvel movie like stinger at the end of the credits. And I, I, and I don't understand like if it really was like Disney like mandating that you have to put this kid at the end. I don't really understand why they would because, I mean, they should know from empirical evidence that people don't like kids in Star Wars mm-hmm. at all. No, people. Jake Lloyd literally lost his he lost his will to become an actor because of what people said about kids in Star Wars. So I don't understand what evidence they had that would say that that would be a good ending. Once again, I'm still split on it. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was great. But I don't really I don't really see what the point, if it was mandated by Disney, what the point of all that would be. I wouldn't even say it was bad. I would say it was, it was bizarre. It was yeah, just a bizarre I mean, way to end It definitely does feel out of place. It doesn't feel like the way it should have ended. But It should have been a commercial. Or it should have been, like I said, it should have been a post-credits stinger so that I could leave the theater before I had to see it. Because it didn't do anything. I like your idea of him looking up at like the McDonald's logo. Because <laughs> then it's just like, we got part of this movie paid for. I just give it a big promotion to McDonald's. So oh, this man. is just, this is why we're ending it this way. Don't worry. In a galaxy far, far away, the fucking golden arches continues. Yes. They eat those goddamn, what are those, what are those, those, those horse cat things they were riding around on very weird very disturbing looking monsters yeah Remember? they were like they remind me of the 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 uh, never-ending story yeah those, those guys like if they were like rideable animals yeah those things it was they were kind of weird looking um and then also a lot of good like small things like, like the crystal foxes on yeah. on that planet were really neat i like those that was a interesting some weird shit you never seen in star wars but we're we're not talking about the best part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, the porgs. <laughs> we got porgs, and they make some people so mad, but yeah. they make me so happy. Yeah. I love porgs. 
Porgs are great. The scene where Chewbacca is about to eat a porg, and he keeps seeing other porgs, and eventually he loses his appetite. That is That was so funny. So funny, and I just love it. So Star Wars. Sure, it was probably something they put it in because they want another cute little thing to sell, you know, like Ewoks and. Oh, do you know? Do you that. not know why they're in the movie? No. Oh, there's actually a story behind it, and it's that the film, the place they filmed those act, Acto, whatever that planet Luke was on. Uh, there are all the. It's a real place, uh, I guess, near yeah, Ireland obviously. or somewhere called, and there are these birds called puffins which were all over the fucking place, and they could not remove them from the shots. There was no way to get rid of all these fucking puffins. So instead, they decided, oh. we'll just CGI over them with porgs. We'll replace them with with our cute... Because st- we don't want to use actual real-world birds, so we'll create our own little fictional critters to use instead. So I read a headline that said, porgs are puffins and here's why or something. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be some ridiculous rant about how porgs are some ripoff <laughs> of some old thing from something like Star Trek or something called puffins and it was just going to... That's why I didn't read it. I was like, oh, that's oh, probably okay. just some random guy ranting about something stupid. Um, but now that I say, okay, that actually makes sense. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. They have a, they have a, re, I guess, I guess, it, I mean, I don't know what would be more effort to use that, to, to race the, race the puffins or use porgs, but I like porgs. They yeah. are funny. I thought they added a little bit of comedic value. Just like, I mean, they follow in the same vein of things like Ewoks and fucking, uh, uh, Jawas yeah. and droids, droids in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's always a funny little droid running around. Yeah. Speaking of which, our our two buddies R two and C three PO are just very underutilized in this movie. Yeah, they weren't there that very much. They don't show people don't care about them anymore. People want BB eight. People love BB eight. They, they love a want... little fucking round white cuck ball. They want BB. You say cuck ball? Yeah. You don't remember that that meme from the Force Awakens when it was like, look at all the like black stormtrooper. Here's the white girl holding a lo- thick black staff in one hand, training little girls to be into black dudes. And who's the who's the white male viewer supposed to, to to empathize with? There he is, right there, a little white cuckball. That's you, or that's us. You ever you don't remember this? I don't remember this, but I'm so into it. There's a giant image of of all these crazy things people were saying. Like Kylo Ren is the white male bad guy, and he's holding a lightsaber shaped like a cross, a condemnation of Christianity and traditional values. And I'm like. Guys, you got way too much time on your hands. Yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yep, <laughs> all you said is totally true. I'm all for analyzing movies, man, but sometimes you got to take a step back and be like, I've, I've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've already mentioned how Star Wars killed white men. Yeah. Uh, white people first. White men especially, and then men, because if I, there's one person who has it hard in the Star Wars universe, it's white men. I mean, let's not forget that they, they did not cast Fat Damon so they could get... Uh, John Boyega instead in the role. I know this is an audio medium, uh-huh. but if the viewer, the listeners could see my face right now. <laughs> they would entirely understand how I under how I feel about Fat Damon, or as some people call him, Jesse Plemons. Right. Yeah. Um, but he he looks like Fat Matt Damon though. He look he is Fat Damon. He used to be Meth Damon when he was on <laughs> Breaking Bad. Then he got fat. Now he's Fat Damon. He's fat Damon, man. Um, yeah, yeah, that he, guy was he almost was, cat. He was, I mean, he was pretty much on the short list to be, uh, I guess Finn yeah. 
And then they replaced him with John Boyega, then, which was a great choice. Yeah. Then they stopped doing whatever they were doing, <laughs> drug they were doing at the time, and were like, whoa, that guy? Well, we got to think about it. Back then, Jesse Plemons was coming off, of, was still coming off of Breaking Bad. He was kind of in demand back then. He did Fargo Season 2. He's great in that. Like, I he loved is. him there. I mean, he's a, he's a good guy, but... But he's Fat Damon. He's Fat Damon. Like, and he, he sucks. Anytime he would be on screen, you would be like, why is Matt Damon in yeah. this movie? I do love his, I do love his idea, though, of... Because I heard that he was like already getting like a trainer and everything for the Star Wars movie. I do love his idea how he just immediately fired them and was like, well, I'm just packing it on now. <laughs> My life is over. I didn't get Star Wars, so, yeah. I mean, it was done. And then he, he, he ended up getting Fargo, and I guess I guess people... And then he was on the newest Black Mirror. But that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. No, we're not talking about that. We're, talk, we're yeah. talking about Star Wars, and we, we got a little extra time to fill here, so... Yeah. I wanted to talk about... That's a great thing to say on a podcast. We've got some time to fill. <laughs> I've heard it many times, so I don't. I feel no shame in saying it. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the new um, Force ability we see in this movie, which is... Uh, some people on the internet are calling it Force Time, uh, but it's like communication across vast distances and how it got people very angry... At first, I saw that they're, like, they're adding new things to the Force. This is not its not how the Force works. Man, and nobody's ever done this before. It's like no one ever has fun. You ever realize that? There's yeah. no fun anymore. People people take all the fun out of the Force, mm. honestly. People think that the Force and the Jedi and everything else should have strict rules that they followed at all times as if the Force isn't fucking magic. Yeah. It is magic. No one's ever like, wait a minute, in Harry Potter, they could now... Do this spell and not just what what this is this is bullshit. No, it's the force is absolute magic. It once again, it's fantasy. It is not rooted in any kind of scientific fact, obviously. Yeah. So any new additions to it are just it being more magic. Oh, but speaking sort of along those lines, we forgot to mention Yoda comes back in this movie. Yoda comes back in this movie and he shits all over Star Wars fans, the the bad part of Star Wars fans. He just tells them that Jedi suck and they're boring Mm -hmm. and maybe we do need to start some new shit up. Yeah, I mean, mean, uh, Luke says that first when he's talking to Rey. He says about how the Jedi failed at the height of their power and let Palpatine come to power. And later on, uh, Yoda says the same kind of shit. About how yeah, like Yoda was know. fucking there for it. Yeah, Yoda saw that shit go down, and it was it was ugly. Um, we saw it too. Um, but yeah, Yoda shows up, and he's fun. Like he's he's it's a, and everyone was and raving the puppet. about puppet puppet yeah. puppet Yoda was back, and I mean you know, and he looks the effect looks really interesting. This is the first time we've seen a Force Ghost, isn't it? I think this is the first new Force Ghost we've seen yeah. in, in the new new movies. So. They have it looks really cool how like there's you know there's a fire behind them so when it cuts the shots that are behind them the fire in the background you can barely even tell yeah. that he's a force ghost so it's a very well done effect and it was just fun to see Yoda I mean everybody loves Yoda he's a fun character that people like and I just enjoyed yeah. uh, Frank Oz coming back to oh, do yeah. the voice again all right so real quick to close us out mm-hmm. let's do just. Each of us do one prediction about episode nine. What do you think? Oh my god, is going to happen? Because I know you had one. You t- told me about right after we saw the last Jedi that I was interested in. Oh man, I can't remember what it was now. Well, but any prediction? Um, I mean, well, okay, yeah, I got a prediction. I'll tell you what it is right now. I remember what it was. We will see Hayden Christensen in episode yeah. nine as Anakin Skywalker. They will bring him back. 
I say it as a force ghost. As a force ghost, obviously, as a force ghost. He will come back. He may not even say a word. They might even use that same dumb test shot that they used in episode six again for him. But he's coming back. So my big prediction, after I finish, um, my prediction is that there will be a time skip. I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe up to like 15 years. Um, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I'm, I said up to. So one year is still in I don't, there. I don't think John Boyega and Daisy Ridley are aging that fast. One, one year is still. <laughs> They're not living that hard. I said up to. Okay. Um, All right. Because the only th- only reason I say this is because they're going to have to explain the death of Princess Leia, or at least the departure of Princess Leia in some way mm-hmm. from the series without it being crazy because she's still alive at the end of this movie. They're going to have to do something going forward to yeah. uh, to say. So yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming there's going to be a time skip. And we're gonna see John Boyega's dick. I mean, well, that's <laughs> that's my other prediction. We'll probably open up on uh, Princess Leia's funeral, but uh, uh, Finn's not there because his dick is stuck in a zipper, so he's gonna have to work through that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see all of that. So that, that'll be Star Wars Episode Nine, written by by me and uh, by Smith and Seth. Um, we'll oh get, yeah, we'll get credit. Out of ten, I'd give it a, a Force Ghost. Force Ghost. Force Ghost. Out of I 10. mean, out of ten, it's gonna be a Porg. A pork. Coming into a pork, pork out of 10, oh, yeah. for sure. Pork and a half, maybe. Pork and a half? Oh, pork man. Half. Roasted pork? Yeah. All right, so this has been uh, Illennials uh, podcast uh, short episode. Once again, talking about Star Wars. Bonus episode. Again, talking about Star Wars, because it's our favorite topic. Yes. And uh, if you don't like it, I mean, uh, don't listen, I'll I suppose. that sentence. <laughs> Damn it. All right, we will see y'all later. Later.